This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. Now, Fight Back with Libby Snymer on Zoomer Radio. Good afternoon and welcome. Well, throughout the course of this pandemic, healthcare workers have become our heroes and we're all trying to acknowledge and highlight the risks they're taking in order to care for us. And as you just heard in Bob's news, our trust in doctors and scientists has entered the trust stratosphere. Well, now I'd like to welcome Dr. Arnav Agarwal. He's an internal medicine resident physician at the University of Toronto, and he's chronicled some very poignant experiences helping dying patients say goodbye to loved ones, and he is also the co-founder of the Faces of COVID initiative. Dr. Agarwal, thanks so much for being with us. Well, thank you very much for having me, Libby. So, first of all, tell me about this initiative. What are you doing to highlight the stories of healthcare workers? And what what do you hope it'll accomplish? So, Faces of COVID is a national initiative. It's focused on curating stories from the front lines. It, It fills an important gap where numbers and trends have been the major focus for many of us. We switch on the television every day and we... We see these uptrends and downtrends in terms of the number of deaths and the number of cases. But Faces of COVID talks about stories, and it's about building connections and allowing us to amplify the voices of these essential workers who are putting their lives at risk every day to serve our communities. And from your perspective, uh, you know, we, we've heard governments jumping in and promising more protection, more PPE, promising more testing. And then on the other hand, every time there's that kind of announcement from the government, I know that I hear from people who are on the ground saying, hey, wait a minute, this is not happening here. What's your perspective? Are are things getting better? Are uh, supplies and relief getting to the places they need to go? Yeah, it's a good question, Libby. I think everyone's going through different experiences as they as they kind of navigate the pandemic. But the one thing that's unifying in this entire experience is that everyone is learning together. Um, you know, I'd say that this applies both to the government as well as those of us on the front lines who are taking care of patients or who are working in our grocery stores. We all are learning through this together. There's a massive amount of fear, I think, is what these stories have have taught me, even for those that are, you know, putting their lives at risk, there's obviously a physical fear, but there's also a a mental burden as they kind of go through this and they return home and they're exposed to their family members and they're worried about the risk that they pose to others. And so I think the, the fear aspect is something that kind of perpetuates far beyond just what they're doing at work. It affects their lives as a whole. And there are certainly needs that we've never as a system encountered before when it comes to PPE and um, and to other systemic changes that are needed in order to protect those who are working on the front lines. So I think certainly from my perspective, everyone is doing their best in terms of trying to adapt to the situation. And um, there are changing needs and things that we've never encountered before. Um, And that's exactly why we need to listen to these stories, partly because these stories help us identify these needs, but also because these stories just deserve a voice and they deserve a place that they can be shared. 
You know, we've heard also a, a lot of stories about healthcare workers who are staying separate from their families because they're afraid, afraid of transmitting the virus. We've heard of people donating RVs that can be parked in the driveway, or, or uh, we've heard of a couple of hotels giving offering free accommodations. In terms of the people you work with, do you know a lot of people who are are doing that? Absolutely. So as a as a resident now, I'm seeing people who are becoming new parents. I'm seeing colleagues of mine who um, have grandparents at home who are elderly and they're worried about passing on this infection. And so the risk, again, perpetuates beyond them. They recognize that, that there's a risk of them passing on an infection um, that they might catch in taking care of other people. Um, and so certainly I'm seeing people move away from their families. I have colleagues, um, who, you know, who they might have firstborns or they might be expecting and they're actually having to move away from their loved ones at this time, despite this being a massive, a massive moment in their personal lives. Um, and so it just tells us that this pandemic is more than just a physical threat of catching an infection and the health risk it poses. It has a social aspect. It has a, it has a family aspect. And those are aspects that we don't often hear or see on the wards or in our communities, and we're just going about our day-to-day. You know, we how many of us line up in the grocery stores? We don't think about the fact that these individuals are coming across people who might be infected or might be exposed on a daily basis. And then we don't really actually anticipate what does that look like when they go back home? You know, what does that actually do to their lives? And so it's a great question, and I think that's exactly what this in- initiative is about. It's about asking, how are you, and how has this actually impacted your life beyond the wards, beyond that grocery store line. And uh, uh, again, uh, you know, I'm assuming that, yes, uh, it'd be very difficult for people who are separate from, you know, you want your family at this time. Exactly. I think everyone's going through such different experiences. Now, I'm a fairly young physician. I've just started my career, but there have been people that have gone through, you know, like many other things in their careers, and they're having to move away from their families for the first time in many cases. And so certainly time of great change. And I think that makes it all the more reason that they actually need a support network. They actually need people who they can talk to in order to share what they're experiencing. So it just makes it even more complex when you now are taking away a lot of the support systems and challenging them not only on a professional level, but also on a personal one. Uh, I'm going to give the numbers out in case people have something they want to say about healthcare workers they're coming into contact with or some of their experiences during this pandemic. The number is 416-360-0740, toll-free 1-866-744-740. I'm talking to Dr. Arnav Agarwal, and he is an inter- medicine resident physician at the University of Toronto. He's launched this project called The Faces of COVID. And uh, Dr. Agarwal, you first came my attention to my attention when I read this extremely moving account that you tweeted about helping a dying patient get in touch with his loved ones around the world by bringing him a, an iPad and, you know, uh, it was just heartbreaking. Can can you tell me about that? Yeah, so thanks, Libby. I think certainly this is a unique time, not only for those on the front lines, but also for patients and families that are now needing to adapt in, in many ways to maintain connections. Families often aren't allowed into the hospital in order to protect themselves and others. Um, and so we're seeing people who are falling sick very quickly. We're seeing people who um, don't aren't able to connect with their families directly, and we're being challenged as a system to to facilitate those connections. So 
I think overall, these stories just speak to the fact that, you know, in our day-to-day jobs, we're being challenged to come up with solutions in order to keep families and patients and our communities connected. Okay, well, can you just sort of tell me what happened in this particular case? How do you got the person an iPad and got hold of his family members around the world? Libby, I appreciate the question. I'll choose not to share specific details about one story, but I think overall it it captures this theme that, you know, we, we need to do better in terms of making these connections happen. And um, I think this is this initiative is part of that. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah, it's just, uh, um, I mean, uh, that's normally not a... Uh, that's normally not the job of a resident to, you know, get an iPad and stuff. Has, has that become your job? No. So I think overall, we as care teams are working together to try and make, to try and facilitate these connections and, and connect families and patients. I don't think it's any one person's job in our healthcare system, but certainly this is a time where people need to stay connected more than ever. And so these kinds of efforts need to come not only from one person in the healthcare system, but also just overall from our healthcare system as a whole, from every member in our allied health team, from doctors and from, from our nurses. Okay. Uh, Dr. Agarwal, thanks for joining us. Well, thank you for having me, Libby. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. You're listening to an exclusive podcast of Fight Back on Zoomer Radio. Heard weekdays from noon to one. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.